Podcast Answer Man, episode number 224. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or if you haven't quite yet launched that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. Well, my friends, I am delighted to tell you that I am not recording live right now. I am sitting here in the quiet stillness of my studio at 12.24 in the morning. So I'm not all that excited about being up this late, but uh, a little personal detail here. I am on the last of my 10 days of some antibiotics that I've been taking for to knock out a sinus infection that I had two weeks ago. And uh, finally feeling great over it, but this medicine keeps me wired and I have a hard time sleeping at night. So I figured, you know, instead of just laying there in bed, just fidgeting and not being able to sleep, why not go ahead and get Podcast Answer Man recorded? And I have some great content for you guys today. Um, I'm kind of making it up as I go along. I I have all the intentions of uh, sharing with you the things that I have in front of me right now. And then actually pulling out some voicemails that uh, I will dig up while I have you on pause. That's right. I'm going to pause the recording and build the show as I go. Well, this is episode number 224. It's hard to believe that we're that far into this thing. And the first thing I want to talk about is a service that I have been using for quite some time. And it's one that I've never told you about here on Podcast Answer Man. Now, For those of you that don't know this, I do several other podcasts, and when I say several other podcasts, I put out about 7 to 15 podcast episodes a week, only one of which is Podcast Answer Man, and one of the other shows that I do is called Business Tech Weekly. You can find that show at businesstechweekly.com, and matter of fact, I'm going to put on here Business Tech Weekly weekly.com. There we go. I'm putting that in there so that it'll make it into the show notes for you guys uh, so that you can uh, find that easily. But anyway, uh, Business Tech Weekly is where on a weekly basis, what I really like that happens there is we talk about technology tools that we're using to grow our business. And I happen to know that a lot of you who are podcasters either are podcasting for your business, to grow your business, to market your business, And for those of you who are podcasting as a hobby, chances are you have some kind of uh, business that you might be uh, participating in. And and, uh, really, a lot of it is about uh, productivity. And the tool that I want to talk to you about today is called Reportive. Reportive. And let me just go ahead and tell you that that is spelled R-A-P-P-O-R-T-I-V-E. It's kind of like rapport. All right, so it's reportive. Now, this is a plugin that I am using, or an extension, I guess they call it, in Google Chrome. Now, let me just take a look here at reportive.com. 
and see what other browsers this is available for. I would imagine that it's it's available for most of them. And uh, let's see here about. It is Firefox, Safari, Mailplane, which is actually a program. It's not a, and then Chrome. So basically you've got Firefox, Safari, and Chrome. And um, this is a plugin that actually works with Gmail. Now, for those of you who are Google Apps users, I am a Google Apps user myself, and it also works with Google Apps. Otherwise, I could care less, right? Because I don't use just regular old plain old Gmail. Now, let me tell you what Reportive does. What you'll do is you'll you'll probably just want to go to Reportive.com and then just scroll down to the bottom and, and click Add Reportive to Gmail. And uh, what it's going to do for you is when you log into the web interface of Gmail after you've installed the plugin and activated it, it will give you, you know where it says, you've got like your little gear for your settings at the top right-hand corner of the web interface for Gmail or Google Apps Mail. Uh, and then you've got your your name, your email address where you're logged in. And then just over to the left of that, it'll say Reportive. Now, you'll probably need to create an account and probably connect your social networks and stuff like that. And I recommend that you spend maybe 15, 20 minutes doing all of that stuff, getting it all set up here. And uh, I'm, I hover over where it says Reportive and it says that I'm logged in as cliff at ravenscraft.org and I've already set up all my social networks. So this is what happens. I'm looking here real quickly here. I just got an email from Teresa O. All right. Now, Teresa O is, and I'm not going to say, say her last name, but Teresa O is from the Colorado area. But not only that, but I have her email address. Now, if she was connected to a service where she had a profile image, let's say on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, I would actually get to see a picture of Teresa. Now, Teresa doesn't happen to have a, a profile p- picture associated with her. Um, and so I'll probably pick somebody else to look at in just a moment. But this is really a great thing. A majority of the people who send me email do have their email address that they've sent the email from associated to one of those social networks. And typically, I will see a picture the profile picture of the people who are emailing me. This is great as a podcaster because remember I tell you about podcasting. For me, it's all about the relationship. It's it's connecting with your audience. And this is one of the reasons why I still today answer every email that comes in from the people who listen to our shows. I, I, I just love interacting with people and getting, getting to know them and building these relationships and getting them plugged into a larger community, which I've created with some online environments. Now, the other thing that it's going to do is it's going to tell me what other social networking services that Teresa is that has as far as set up that I can connect with her on um, associated with her email address. So I can see here that Teresa O uh, is connected with the email address that she sent me this email from. It She's connected to LinkedIn. So basically, uh, I see LinkedIn here and there's a little button that says connect, which that tells me immediately that I am not currently connected to Teresa via LinkedIn. So I'm going to go ahead and click the button that says connect next to that. And this is what it says. It says, Reportive.com showed me your LinkedIn profile in my email. I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn. And then I can just click send invitation. 
Now, the thing is, is I never send the first part, which says, you know, this is how I found you on LinkedIn. Instead, I just take out the report of .com, showed me on LinkedIn in my email, and I, I just wipe that out. And instead, the invitation is only going to say, I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn. And then I just click send invitation. Now, over on the right-hand side, next to LinkedIn, it says invited. And of course, if we were, if she accepts this invitation, the next time I pull this up, it will say connected, all right? Now, it'll also show us recent email exchanges that we've had back and forth with each other um, and, and stuff like that. It's gonna pull that kind of out of a, a Gmail search there. And then I just added a new, they, and I think they call it a raplet. So if I click on reportive at the top, I can add or remove a raplet. And when I did that, I, I just noticed that AWeber has a, a connection here with reportive now. So I went ahead and clicked add raplet, and then I chose AWeber, and then it asked me to sign into my AWeber account with my username and password, and then I clicked allow. So I gave it access to bring that information in. So guess what else it's telling me about Teresa? It tells me that Teresa is subscribed to my podcast answer man mailing list and that she's also subscribed to a brand new mailing list that I just created called webinar-pod 101. And I'll talk to, talk about that in just a little bit. So here's somebody else. I've got a gentleman by the name of Stuart. And Stuart has an email in here. And I see a picture of Stuart. And on the bottom right-hand corner of the picture, it's got the little a little tiny um, logo for link, it says in. So that tells me that this is pulling this picture that I'm seeing of Stuart from his LinkedIn profile. And I can see that Stuart's in the Columbus area and, and uh, Columbus, Ohio area. And I can see that on LinkedIn, we're connected. I can see the subject line of one, two, three, four emails that we recently interacted with each other. I see also that, wow, Stuart is actually, at least with this email address, he may be subscribed on another one, but under this email address, Stuart is not subscribed to any of my mailing lists. This is a good information for me to know because next time I email him, I say, hey, are you, you know, hey, are you on my mailing list? Um, or I can say, hey, I don't currently show this email on, on my mailing list. You should, uh, you know, click the click this link to get subscribed or something like that. So I can customize a message to Stuart the next time. Looks like another email just came in. Actually, that one's from AWeber. So uh, let me just go into my all mail and see if I can tell you some, you know, some other things that pull up for some other people. It looks like LinkedIn is pretty popular with a with a ton of the people that I am. Uh, connected with here who's sending me the emails here's okay here's another one this is this is great so this is steel s-t-e-e-l-e so steel is from the uh melbourne melbourne victoria area so steel must be in australia i can see right here um real quickly i can see that he is on twitter and I can see for some reason I'm not currently following him. So I'm actually going to click the follow button. And because I'm currently logged into Twitter and it's got my associated account and everything, now uh, it says that I am following him. Now here's the cool thing is it shows me his Twitter ID and it's also showing me the one, two, three most recent Twitter updates that he has. 
But not only that, but I can see that one of them is a conversation so that I can see that somebody's been having a conversation back and forth. All of this, by the way, is in the sidebar on the right-hand side of my um, of the message that Steele sent me. And by the way, I am seeing a picture of Steele and he's holding a frightening looking cat, by the way. So Steele, if you happen to be listening to this, that's a that's a quite some cat you got there. All right. So anyway, um, so and the cool thing is, is I can actually retweet what's one of these tweets that Steele has done right here. I can actually reply right here from my email inbox. It doesn't take me to Twitter. I can reply, retweet. I can do all kinds of things right here uh, and interact with Steele via Twitter right from my email inbox. Now I can see just further down that he's also connected on Facebook and I can see right here that uh, we are not currently con uh, connected on Facebook, but I have sent him an invitation. So um, Steele, if you have if you happen to be listening to this podcast, I, I would love to connect with you on Facebook. And I can actually see the most recent Facebook st status update. So I see his most recent one Facebook update. And I can actually comment on his wall post right from my email inbox, right from the sidebar. Um, and then, of course, I can see that he's in my Google Contacts. I can see that we've exchanged some emails here before. Actually, I see the most recent email subject lines, and I can also see that he's on a couple of my mailing lists. So this, my friends, is called Reportive, and for those of you who are podcasters who want to you know, get a little bit more social and relational, it's really cool to be able to see people's pictures. It's really cool to see where they're, you know, where they have placed themselves on the web and social networking spaces. It's really cool to be able to follow somebody on Twitter, request that they be added as a friend on Facebook, and to connect with them on LinkedIn, all within the sidebar of this. And you can actually respond to their tweets, retweet something that they said, um, leave a comment on their Facebook wall on their most recent status update. All of this right from within your Gmail inbox. I love Google Mail. I love my Google Apps. And I love Reportive. All right. The next thing I want to talk to you about is uh, something that I have just found out about tonight. I was um, getting ready to create a webinar. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you about this now. I am doing my very first ever free webinar. I'm a little scared, to be honest with you, of doing a free one. And by the way, it's Podcasting 101. Currently limited to the first 100 people, but I'm already uh, uh, shaking in my boots and figuring out what, I'm, what am I going to have to do here as a result of what's happening as a result of this. There are a couple different reasons why I want to bring this up for you. And you go to podcastanswerman.com slash help you will see my video products that I have there. And one of them is called Webinars and Digital Products Workflow. And many of you took that, and so you know that I do some webinars, and I record those, and I turn them into video tutorials that are for sale on my site, and I've, I've done exceptionally well. As you know, I have this podcasting A to Z course, which obviously you hear me talk about it week after week, at, right at, usually at the end of the show. And I am promoting that. And by the way, um, the, the next one starts Monday, September 12th, I already have seven spots filled. The idea here is that I wanted to find some way to market and to, to let people know the value 
of this podcasting A to Z course. Obviously, I spent a great deal of money on the brand new video that's at podcastinga to z.com. I hope that you at least go to podcastinga to z.com and watch that video just to see what what I'm doing in taking my own stuff to the next level. And it is generating a lot more signups. People come and they they watch the video, they're impressed by the quality. They read, they take it more seriously and they are signing up. And so this is, you know, I've, I've talked about podcasting A to Z, the, the September course on the past two episodes, just briefly mentioning them at the end of each of the episodes of Podcast Answer Man. I just now tonight sent out my first email for the course. And even before the email went out, I already have seven spots filled, which is awesome. All right, but I I wanted to actually fill the September course. I want to do everything I can to market this thing to fill it. So here's what I decided I was going to do, and I have to give thanks to my good friend Farnoosh Brock for inspiring this thought. She says, "Why don't you do a free webinar?" And then at the end, you know, don't you know, don't be sales pushy or anything like that. But at the end, make an offer. Have your sales pitch at the end. Not a heart, you know. I know she knows me. So she knows that I didn't want, you know, that I'm not the type of person that wants to do a hard sell at the end and try to make feel people feel like they owe me something or anything like that. But, you know, just to say, hey, this, you know, I'm going to show you how you can launch a podcast. I'm going to teach you how to do this. But at the end of this, I'm going to and I'm even telling people ahead of time, there's there's going to be two offers made at the end of this this webinar. And, and so I'll tell you a little bit about it. And I'm going to tell you why I think this is all exciting and why I'm not just waiting until the end to tell you about this. Um, number one, if you want in on this, you'll want to get in ASAP. I, I'm serious. It's, it, you'll really want to get in on this. Podcastanswerman.com slash pod 101. Okay. It is, again, podcastanswerman.com forward slash pod 101. When you pull that up, you're going to see a registration page for the webinar. And it says, live webinar with Cliff Ravenscraft, podcasting 101, limited to the first 100. And then then it just says, uh, September 3rd, 2011, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern. And then it says, this free webinar will include an overview of how podcasting works, podcast equipment options, podcast website and media hosting recommendations, how to properly set up a podcast RSS feed, how to submit a podcast to podcast directories, a proven step-by-step podcast production workflow, and then here's the other ones. It, it says, an offer to purchase a high-definition video recording of this session for $49, And then it says, a promotion for my podcasting A to Z course. And it says, absolutely no obligation to buy anything. Come and attend the live session for free. And then on the right-hand side, it's got a big opt-in box. And it says, register now. It's free. And it asks for your name and your email address. And then you click the reserve my spot button. All right. Now, why am I sharing this? Is this just a big advertisement for you know, my webinar for my class. And sure, I'm not going to lie and tell you that this is a way for me to promote all of this stuff. But here's the situation. Let me explain to you why I think this is so cool. Because as you guys know, I made the switch to AWeber. And if you haven't heard that podcast episode, uh, then you just need to go over to podcastanswerman.com slash AWeber. That's A-W-E-B-E-R. 
as you guys know, I, I switched over to AWeber and I absolutely love them. And so I use GoToMeeting slash GoToWebinar as well. And since I'm not charging anything for the admission to this webinar, I figure, you know, I, I just want to make it as easy as possible for people to sign up. Now, one of the things that I could do is I could create a, you know, a sign up form. I can just go to GoToWebinar, set up my webinar and and just ask people to, you know, give people a link to a page where they just go and put in their name and email address and by golly, they're all set up, right? Well, the thing is, though, is I don't want to do that I, I because if I do that, I get all these, I collect all of these email addresses, but they're not going into my mailing list. And of course, my mailing list needs to be double opt-in. So I can't just take this this list of email names and email addresses and put them into my AWeber list. I have to have you guys confirm those. So I started to do some Google searching. I said, you know, is there a way to integrate GoToWebinar and AWeber so that when somebody signs up for a webinar, they get added to my mailing list? I went out and I bought somebody else's product. Um, it, you can go, matter of fact, you can go to, it's called webinarbridge.com webinarbridge.com and I will tell you what it is internet marketing (laughs) I mean it is it's your standard internet marketing stuff but let me tell you I'm sold I was sold by reading it and I was sold on it and I'm like you know what for $97 it's going to be worth it it is and and folks I'm telling you for me uh, getting people's names in, in email addresses is a valuable thing. And and it's not just valuable in making money, but it's valuable in, in communicating and connecting with your audience and building community and so many other things as well. So for me, it's it's a one it was a one-time cost of $97. By the way, they don't have an affiliate program for this or anything like that. So I'm not going to benefit by telling you all about this, but I think you'd be benefiting if you do webinars and you have a Weber. And actually it does integrate with MailChimp as well, just so you know. But Webinar Bridge, this is what it is. It's a WordPress plugin. So I spent $97, it's a one-time cost, $97 on a WordPress plugin. And and I followed the step-by-step instructions, and it's not easy, but they do give you step-by-step instructions. So this is a great way to build your list as well by doing free webinars. Because one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to promote it out on Twitter. And I'm, I'm sure that some of you will probably, uh, in, fa- in fact, I'm going to invite you. Please do me a favor. Do me a huge favor and share this. Please tell the world about podcastanswerman.com forward slash pod one zero one. All right. Podcastanswerman.com slash pod one oh one. And so. If somebody comes to this podcastanswerman.com slash pod 101 and they they actually sign up for this webinar by putting their name and email address in there, this is what happens. Number one, in the background, it is immediately submitting them to my AWeber webinar mailing list that I just created. Then they get up a screen. It says, you are almost registered for this webinar. To complete your registration, you need to check your email. An email an email was just mailed to you and you need to click the confirmation link in there. It says, if, you, if it's not there, check your spam folder. If it's not there, then just give it a few minutes. Sometimes it takes a little bit. They obviously see the email there. They click the confirm link 
And as soon as that they do that, then AWeber immediately pulls up in another tab and it says, hey, thank you for subscribing. And it flashes for just a second the AWeber screen. But then the plugin kicks back in and it says, you are now registered. Thank you for registering. And so it's, it's, it's a complete, it, it works. It works great. I absolutely love it. And it was a lot to hook up. I was about halfway through and I and I almost gave up on it. And, it, you know, they give you, by the way, the guy gives you a 30 day guarantee on the or money back guarantee on the plug in. And I was about ready to ask for a refund. I was just frustrated. But by golly, I got it. I got it hooked up and it's working. And I sent out an email to my mailing list, you know, and and and, uh, you know, of course, I say there's a limit of 100. Now, check this out. This email went out. Uh, one hour and 15 minutes ago. All right. So the email has not. And then, by the way, did I did I mention that right now it is one o'clock in the morning? So this this message went out an hour and 15 minutes ago. It's one o'clock in the morning right now. Now, let me tell you real quickly how many people are signed up. I'm just going to hit a refresh. By the way, last time it was 33. Now there are 36. 36 people are already registered for this free webinar. So I pay $99 a month for my go-to webinar, which allows me to have up to 100 people in my webinars. Now, I went and looked at their pricing. It's $399 a month for the next level up, which would be up to 500 people. And I'll tell you what, if, if I blow through if i i imagine that once everybody gets into work tomorrow i don't i can't see me not blowing right through a hundred registrations right away and i actually may go in and change it if that's the case to where it'll say the first 500 you know you know this is open for the first 500 people uh because i can do that i mean and and the thing is is i'm gonna call go to webinar and say listen you know, is it possible for me to just upgrade to three ninety nine that month for this month, and then go back to my ninety nine a month? And as long as I can do that, then it's a no brainer. And if it's not, I still may consider just going up and and doing it because it it would be worth it. Because I mean, wow, a free webinar seriously is going to generate this. So, and, and by the way, just I just added three more. So. So there's already now 39 people signed up for this webinar. Um, you know, I'm making it very clear to everybody up front that there are going to be two sales pitches. Number one, I am going to promote my podcasting A to Z course. It's an $899 course I'm going to offer for people uh, who are on the webinar to sign up for that course if they want to. And I'm also, you know, the people can come and they can watch this video that, or watch this webinar free. I'm going to be providing valuable information. I mean, I'm not holding anything back. I am going to give an overview of podcasting. I am going to go through some podcast equipment options. I'm going to talk about some pretty detailed stuff that's going to be extremely helpful for people who are thinking about podcasting. I am going to talk about WordPress and media hosting and explain how it all works and show people you know, how that all comes together. I am going to show exactly step-by-step how to properly set up a podcast RSS feed. I am going to show how to submit a podcast to iTunes, BlackBerry, and Zune. And I am going to show people my step-by-step workflow of exactly how I produce my shows. 
and 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 how it's been proven that you know you can produce a show in in a lot less time if you do it the way that I do it and uh and so that's that's all going to be there it's, and and I'm not going to hold back any information and here's the situation I am going to offer you know for $49 if you want the video recording of this session so you can go back and watch it and and do some of those things step by step along with the video I'm going to be making that available and uh It'll be an HD video. It'll be panning and zooming. It's going to have high quality audio and it'll be available within a couple of days after the webinar. And And I can guess that a good percentage of people are going to buy the recorded video. So basically, so far today, I've told you about Reportive as a podcaster. I believe every podcaster, if you use Gmail at all, uh, you should be using Reportive. If you do webinars, you may want to consider doing a free webinar. I know some people get a little uptight when I talk about some of the things I'm doing and how I'm generating money and the things that I do, but I know that some of you are paying me great money to to do this, which uh, leads me to another topic that I wasn't planning on sharing, but uh, I think I will share right now. Actually, you know what? I, I, I do have one more thing that I will share with you. I'm going to wait until the end of the episode, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and turn to some of your questions. Okay, I'm going to turn next over here to, um, I think this is Katie Davis. Uh, Let's play this and we'll find out. Hi, Cliff. It's me, Katie Davis, from the podcast Brain Burps About Books. So I have a question about sound distortion. I, long ago, about a year ago, bought your package number one, and in it was the Behringer Xenex 802 mixer. And I have the rest of the setup and everything in my studio. But I also went and bought the Ederol, the old Ederol R-09HR. And I have the whole setup in my studio. But when I go on the road to conferences, I often will bring just the Ederol, no mic or anything like that, just my little Ederol in the stand and the remote. And I will set it up in my hotel room and uh, other faculty members will come to my hotel room and I'll interview them. And it's great because it's in person and everything. But I do sometimes tend to, shall we say, have a very loud voice. And I uh, sometimes am much louder than my guest. Well, the other problem is, is that sometimes I have a lou- someone who is as loud as I am. And perhaps we will have a burst of laughter or we'll have a moment of excitement, which will often happen when we get, get a bunch of children's writers together. And I see my levels go from between the 12 and 6 on my Ederol to way high. And I don't, I get a lot of distortion once I start listening to it. I get home, I start editing it in GarageBand. And sometimes I'll try to cut that distorted part out and put it on a different track and lower the volume, but that just lowers the volume and it doesn't really uh, deal with the distortion issue. So I'm hoping that there's something you can tell me to do either when I'm recording or you know, in the Ederol that I haven't been able to figure out yet, or if I can do something in post through my mixer. So here's a little clip to give you an example of what I'm talking about. Hidden boards on Ooh, the message board on the thing. forum. Yeah, there are quite what are the other ones? boards. How did you do that? I went, I know I said I was going to wait I, to this, I, but I it's so interesting. I, I think that's pretty much it. I just want to say you're continue to amaze me with your generosity and your knowledge is crazy. It's unbelievable how much you know. And you have helped so many people. I'm sure that all the people that contact you constantly, and I know you get lots of emails every day and all that stuff, but I bet you don't get 
an iota of messages and contacts from people uh, who listen to you and are helped by you because a lot of people don't like to reach out and, and make themselves known. But I am positive. I am, I guarantee you, you're just hitting a small percentage of all the people you help. And so I thank you for that. I mean, it's, it's really an amazing service you provide. So thank you so much. And I hope I hear something on the podcast about how to fix this distortion. All right. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your very kind words and um, fixing the clipping sound. Number one, there's nothing you can do in post-production. Unfortunately, once audio is clipped on a digital recorder, it is clipped. You cannot get that audio back. It just did not record anything above a certain volume level. So uh, there's nothing you can do there to to make it sound. I mean, yes, you you even talked about it. You, You went in, you brought the audio volume down, you took did the amplification tool and brought it down even in decibels and, and you can get it within the quote unquote window of where technically it shouldn't be peaking, but still the, the, the top is clipped off. It's called clipping your audio. And so, um, yeah, it, it unfortunately, you're not going to get that back. The only way to, to solve your issue moving forward is to make sure that your audio does not clip any further. I can tell you right now, just from the two audio files that you provided, that for me, I think you had your audio settings gained up a little too high on those microphones. Um, and and perhaps you were even a little maybe too close to the microphone, but either one or the other, or it's a combination of both. Uh, really, I don't think the placement matters as long as your gain is down enough. But, you know, I know you're shooting for your 12 to 6, but I, I think that you're trying to hit that 6 too hard. I think next time I would actually shoot for 12, knowing that you do get a little bit of, an, you know, a little animated. Just remember, it's always easier to amplify and bring you up to a level uh, that you want to be at in post-production. You don't want to be too low because then you're amplifying, of course, static in the background and all that other stuff. But it's better to be too low than to be too high. Now, I one of the things that I'm avoiding telling you is about this little thing that's on the back of your recorder called the limiter. And uh, I'm going to try not to mess up my recorder here as I look at the back of mine. Hold on. Uh, yes, it says limiter slash AGC. And you'll probably remember in my training to you, I told you to always put, leave that in the off position. And and I still would prefer it to be there, to be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of turning the limiter on because what will happen is the limiter will adjust your gain for you and you get loud and sometimes it will artificially keep it gained down too much. Or I, I, I'm just not a fan of it. it. But here's what I'm going to tell you to do, Katie. I'm going to tell you to... Uh, pretend that you're doing an interview and play around with your recorder just by yourself, talking really loudly and softly, really loudly and softly. Try try shooting for the 12 instead of the 12 to 6. Try shooting for the 12 and then play it back, you know, recording just, you know, with your with your audio being normal and then talking really loudly and see if that doesn't keep it from peaking. The other thing I'm going to tell you, if that doesn't work, then I am going to tell you to go into your menu, all right? And then in your menu, uh, you want to scroll down to where it says um, Input Setup, all right? Once you get to Input Setup, then you want to scroll down to a place where you see where it says Limiter slash AGC, all right? Limiter slash AGC. 
And then what I want you to do is I want you to change that to where it says limiter. All right. And once it says limiter under limiter slash AGC, I want you to hit your menu button two times. It'll take you back to your main menu. All right. Then on the back of the recorder, I want you to turn the limiter slash AGC. I want you to turn it on. All right. Now go ahead and do the same thing. You can even shoot for 12 to 6 at this point if you want to and and try talking really loudly and see if it doesn't limit or automatically adjust the audio input for you and keep you from clipping your audio. All right. Uh, see if that doesn't work. I think that that'll solve your issue for you, Katie. And thank you so much for calling that question in. All right, Stu Gray is up next, and he's wondering if he's been banned by iTunes. Hey, Cliff, it's Stu Gray from the Stupendous Marriage Show at stupendousmarriage.com. This is a question for the podcast answer man. I was wondering about iTunes. Uh, We were featured on our podcast uh, about a week and a half on the new and noteworthy section of the kids and family section of iTunes, which was really exciting for us. And uh, we were there in the top 20-ish or so, and we bounced up and down and around, and we got up to the top three, which was cool. And then we published a new episode. It didn't change any MP3 tags or anything like that. And a couple days later, we were bumped from New and Noteworthy. And then there's a section below New and Noteworthy that is the What's Hot section. And we weren't even featured in there. I don't know if we got blacklisted or what in iTunes. I was trying to figure that out. Not that, you know, iTunes and ratings and New and Noteworthy is all that. It's just, it was interesting. It was cool to get some momentum. We were very thankful for the exposure. And I was just wondering if you know any about the backside of iTunes and how they do the rankings and stuff like that. It's just interesting to me. And then, like, to be there and then not be there at all uh, was a little freaky to me. So I was just wondering if you could comment or if you know anything about that. Thanks. All right, Stu, thank you so much for the question. And yes, I know a little bit about it. Um, No, you're not blacklisted and it had nothing to do with you putting a new episode online or anything like that. Here's what happens with uh, the iTunes new and noteworthy. Well, first and foremost, it's for new podcasts. And so they only list the new ones. And there is nothing where they handpicked you or anything like that. It is a it is an algorithm. They they look in to see you know in the queue of the most recent uh, podcasts that were put in in the category for which you have your RSS feed listed in the directory. And um, you know basically you'll, you'll show up in the new and noteworthy session section until someone else pushes you out of that spot. And how they push you out of that spot is simply by being, you know, there being a brand new podcast uh, in, uh, you know, added a brand new RSS feed for another podcast added to the to the same category that you are in. And so while it's possible that some people could be in the new and noteworthy section for, you know, as a couple weeks, if you're in a if you're in a podcast category that is very popular and lots of new podcasts are being submitted there, it's possible you may only end up being in the new and noteworthy session section for maybe only a day or two, if if even for a full day, depending on how many podcasts have been submitted for that category uh, at that time. So that's that's how you get into new and noteworthy. Now, as far as the what's hot, you know, the stuff that's down at the bottom, that's cherry picked. That is, there is no published documentation on what they choose and what they don't choose to put down in the, you know, the featured area down there. 
And uh, so th- those are those are picked by iTunes. I can tell you that you know you'd want several podcast episodes. You'd probably want some great quality, and artwork does make a difference. Um, you know, and so so that's that's how you get into that section down there. Now, as far as iTunes ratings is concerned, uh, I actually have a blog post that talked about how I went about getting into the. Uh, not just the new and noteworthy section, but how I actually got into the top 10 spot for all of literature. And of course, uh, you know, that that's all done through getting people to subscribe to you through the iTunes directory. That's important that they actually go through iTunes to subscribe to your podcast. And that counts towards you. And, and to be honest with you, it doesn't take a whole lot to get up into the top. Um, you know, it, it, if you get 40 people to subscribe to your podcast in iTunes, you're going to rise right up to the top there with no problem at all. No, very little effort to get there. But uh, iTunes, uh, podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes ratings. Again, podcastanswerman.com forward slash iTunes ratings will give you my blog post that I did on my site that talks about a little bit about how this all works and uh, as much as I know about it anyway. All right, um, so that answers two questions for you guys. I'm still going to give you some more valuable information here. Real quick, PowerPress 2.0.4 was just released today. Actually, I guess technically yesterday now. But anyway, on Wednesday, August 24th, it was released. And uh, that uh, was released as a result of a bug that I actually found uh, within PowerPress. And I'd like to explain to you what I was trying to accomplish and how I uncovered there was an issue. So couple episodes back, uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. If I go to the home page and scroll down, I should be able to find it really quickly. I did a couple episodes of Podcast Answer Man that were video. Uh, So I can see that it's actually episode number 212 and 213. Those are both video podcast episodes of Podcast Answer Man. And what happened is I actually have the the, the video file enclosed as a media enclosure in my podcast feed all coming off of WordPress. And how PowerPress is set up is that anytime there's a media enclosure, it wants to put a player on your site. Well, because it's a video, it wanted to put the video player. And of course, I don't want to show the video player that PowerPress has. I, I love their one pixel, you know, that they include the one pixel audio player, but I'm just not a fan at all of the video player that they have. Uh, so what I chose to do is I actually chose to go and upload a higher def, ver- a higher def, a high def version of my video to YouTube, and I wanted to embed that. But the thing is, is I couldn't get the the silly player, the video player, the PowerPress video player, to stop showing up at the top. And so I actually did the little PowerPress short code and put it at the, at the bottom of the post, and then I just put a little text that says, "Please ignore this." you know, this, the smaller version of the video. And, uh, I didn't like that. Wrote, reached out to my good friend, Angelo Mandato. He's the guy who wrote PowerPress. And, uh, and I, I told him, I said, you know, Hey, I'm, I'd love to get rid of this. And he said, well, you know, there, there's a setting. All you need to do is go into your basic settings. And, uh, by the way, I'm going to have, uh, screen captures in the show notes for this over at podcastanswerman.com. Just look for episode number 224. Anyway, there's a section that says display player and links options. All right, display player and links options. 
So what you do is you check mark that and then you should go down and scroll at the bottom. Well, if you have 2.0.3 and you hit save, it's not going to have the check mark there when you finish hitting save. So if you actually upgrade to 2.0.4, then put a check mark in the display player and link options and hit save. Then you'll see a drop down menu of other options such as no uh, no player and links option. All right, now I want to make, and you want to make sure that you check that one. And then hit save and it will save all of those settings. And then this is what happens. When you go into your your blog post or your 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 po- podcast episode post, right underneath where it says you got the power press box that says podcast episode, I can click on modify existing podcast episode and right underneath the media URL box there's a there's a uh, an option that says do not display player and media links and i check that hit update and guess what it did it got rid of that that uh video player so my friends uh powerpress 2.0.4 bug uncovered and now you can actually remove those video players from your site if you choose to do so all right, so we now have three minutes, 30 seconds, seconds, 30 seconds for me to um, wrap up this show. And uh, the last thing I wanted to say and just share with you is that uh, my consulting rates have gone up. They have. I am, um, you know, I was tr- going to try to hold off until the end of the year, but to be honest with you, I'm really working a lot on this podcasting A to Z stuff that I'm working on. I'm working on some other projects. Uh, with uh, my own network and things of that nature. And I've got a lot of things that I want to accomplish and I'm trying to continue to achieve margin in my life and uh, just a bunch of different things. And plus my my clients, believe it or not, continue to tell me that I'm not charging enough. So uh, I decided I am going to uh, increase my rates. And by the way, I did. Uh, I have now just completed my second week at $300 per hour. And I have had a completely booked and full consulting schedule. And every client this past uh, two weeks that has paid the $300 for the hour to talk with me have told me that it's been a huge bargain and that they plan on uh, contacting me for more work in the future. And so I'm very delighted to hear that. Um, Obviously, uh, it was a very difficult decision for me to do, but I am going to tell you PeterShallard.com. Peter Shallard, S H A L L A R D.com. He has this post called Double Your Rates. And uh, let's see here. Double Your Rates. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Double Your Rates. What, it's called uh, a post Why People Want to Pay You More Seven Reasons Doubling Your Rates Doubles Success. I'll put a link to this also in Podcast Answer Man show notes, episode number 224. If you're a consultant, you may want to read this. And it's what convinced me. And again, my good friend Farnoosh forwarded me this this documentation. And wow, it convinced me that I definitely needed to do it. And I'm glad I did because I'll tell you what, it's just caused me to up my game and to increase uh, my awareness of, of wanting to even deliver more value to my clients. Not that I wasn't delivering enough already, but it's it's definitely helped me up my game and and continues to keep me motivated when I'm working with my clients and 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 uh, exciting things are happening. So anyway, 
Uh, for those of you who have hired me within the last couple months, um, if you want to continue to work with me at an older rate uh, between now and the end of this year, then uh, email me. Let me know that I will work with you. Uh, but anybody else new, um, you know, my new rate is three hundred dollars per hour. But that's uh, that's okay because I'm going to be pushing a lot more people towards podcasting A to Z, which, by the way, is not just for brand new podcasters. It's one of the things I'm going to be changing on my marketing, uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about it maybe next week. But uh, I've got a lot of people who have been taking my podcasting A to Z course who are not brand new podcasters. And uh, because they have unlimited a- access to me to ask questions for four weeks, it's... Uh, it's, it's, for, it's for the existing podcaster too. Hey, I'm out of here. God bless you all. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.